You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Three Mall. All right, we are back on the three mall bonus after a couple weeks off. Back with Curry Sexton, former Kansas State wide receiver, partner at Wildcat NIL. Here to talk K-State football, look ahead to the bowl game against North Carolina State and the Pop-Tarts Bowl in Orlando, played on December 28th. Here to talk a little bit Wildcat NIL. Transfer portal, recruiting updates, signing day. We're recording this on Wednesday, December 20th. It was National Signing Day today. K-State signs a 15-member Recruiting class, they're still hitting the transfer portal pretty hard as they try to fill a few holes after they had around 15 scholarship guys move on, many of them mutual decisions. So we'll talk all of that here on the Three Maw Bonus Edition and uh, also break down the bowl game a little bit. But it is good to have Curry back. Um, you know, I was just joking with Curry off air. We probably blow up his phone texting him a million times a night. We uh, are frequently blowing him up, texting about recruiting, transfer portal, all sorts of things. So Appreciate the heck out of Curry. And and before we really dive into to football talk specifically, I want to talk about Wildcat NIL because, uh, you know, Curry, you're too humble to admit this, but I, I know that you guys, you, Pearson, Ryan, and others are working your rear ends off at Wildcat NIL and all the work that goes into what you are doing nonstop. You have regular jobs and you're doing that on the side. And it's such a huge piece for Kansas State athletics and the importance of it, especially right now, this time of year. You know, you've got player retention. you got guys entering the portal all over the country, transferring out. And NIL is such a huge retention tool when it comes to, you know, retaining your own players, keeping your own roster together. This coaches right now in these three or four weeks have to re-recruit their own roster. They have to recruit a signing day class. It is absolute chaos. And NIL is one of those tools that really helps alleviate some of those pressures and, and helps take care of your own. And so... Curry, I mean, maybe you could just speak to that. I'll, I'll give you the floor and, and let you just talk about the importance of NIL and, and everything that's going on nowadays with uh, the transfer portal and whatnot. Yeah, of course. And I think as, you know, I think from a from a fan's perspective, I think it, the, you know, the perception over the last few weeks has been that NIL has, has impacted our roster. And although I, although uh, that may not completely be the case, I do think, yes, it, it, it has and it, and it will more going forward. You know, I, I talked to Coach Kleiman and some other people on his staff right after the season, and, and one of the comments that was made to me was, you know, typically you finish your regular season and you kind of take a breather and then really dive right into to pre-signing day recruiting and, and also then shift some focus to, to bowl prep. But he said, but now, the day after that last regular season game, you are full, you are fully focused on on retaining your current roster and so I know that, you know, the last few weeks have been really stressful for our football staff because they're trying to finish off a signing day class. They're trying to get, you know, recruit portal guys and they're trying to keep key guys on the on the roster and get some of those key super seniors to come back. And so it's been a it, it, I know it's been a whirlwind for them. And, and, and I obviously I have, you know, I, I, I have a part in this, but NIL is, is I, I would say is, is the singular most important factor right now. Um, we have good facilities. We have a great culture. We're a winning football program with the opportunity to be even more successful going forward. The one piece that we haven't yet figured out is NIL. 
Um, and I think the last few weeks have have maybe sped up the the, the collective um, approach in, as it relates to NIL. Um, I can assure you that Coach Kleiman is fully on board with NIL now. I can assure you that Gene Taylor is very much on board with NIL now. People, people now, people now really, really understand that the way that you build rosters and keep rosters intact is through NIL, um, and we have to make sure that we're competitive in that space, or we're not going to be competitive on on the playing field. It was just late last week, and I had texted you the quote from Chris Kleiman, and I'm sure you had already seen it before I texted it to you, but he talked about how they were really embracing NIL, to your point, Curry, as a coaching staff, kind of a, a 180. Uh, not that they were completely against NIL, but now they are fully on board, supported, promoting it. Um, you know, we've had Gene Taylor on the pod several different times as well, and he's always talked, you know, yeah, we're, we're not against NIL in any way, but also keep donating to the Aaron Fund, keep donating those operational dollars. They're important as well. But I think everybody now recognizes that NIL is a, an equally important tool. And one of the advantages K-State has, to your point, is a lot of those facility renovations, a lot of those revenue generating projects, like all of the suites and Bill Snyder Family Stadium are built and they're going to produce revenue. And there's not a lot of projects right now that need to be done. So donations, dollars, you know, that can go more, more so toward NIL and, and Wildcat NIL and the collective and, and taking care of this Kansas State roster in all sports. It's not just men's basketball. It's not just football. Look at what this women's basketball team is doing right now. You know, borderline top 10 team in the country, some absolute star power on that team. The volleyball team did a, gr- a lot of great things this year with all the top 25 wins that they had. And so, you know, Wildcat NIL plays a part in helping to retain you know, those rosters. And so encourage everybody to to go donate the coaching staff, they're bought in, go to catsnil.com, check out the membership program. You guys also do so many cool different things with businesses um, and some of the partnerships and what the, the coffee deal that you guys did, the, the project runway with the women's basketball team recently, Curry, and then the, the Manhattan brewing, uh, NIL beer. I mean, in, anything else you want to hit on just in regards to some of the cool business partnerships you guys are doing and where fans could maybe buy and support NIL outside of just signing up for the membership program? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways. We have our Wildcat NIL debit cards through Western National Bank. You can go to wildcatnilchecking.com and sign up for one of those. Ten cents on every swipe comes back to us. Uh, The coffee you just mentioned, uh, uh, nilcoffeeclub.com slash wildcatnil. You can go there, buy buy a coffee roast, and and 20% of the proceeds come back to us. Um, we've got StashLeak. If you go to StashLeak.com and sign up, you can round up on, on everyday credit card purchases, uh, to, money to come back to us. We have the Manhattan Brewing Company, the Wabash Easy Drinking Ale, a certain amount of the proceeds from that, uh, from the sales of that beer are going to come back to us. So a lot of ways that we're trying to tap into, to different streams of revenue other than just simply asking for donations. Um, got some other cool stuff coming down, you know, coming down the, the runway here. Uh, actually, a purple runway with women's basketball. We actually moved that to February second, uh, so we didn't have to negotiate with the holidays and the end of football season. And so, really excited about that, and that being a big money raiser for for our women's basketball team. Um, and then we had the, the the March fourth event in Kansas City with Coach Kleiman and Coach Leipold, which is going to be a really really fun event, um, really big time event, the first of its kind, really. So again, trying to find ways to tap into different streams of revenue without just asking for someone to give money. And and I will say to add to the earlier points, you know, you can look at you can look at NIL versus Ahern in terms of chicken or the egg. 
Uh, I think a lot of people do, you know, what is more important. And it, I don't think there's a right, there's a right or wrong answer there. I will say this though, you know, we sure we need Ahern fund to fund scholarships, to fund operations, coaching salaries, et cetera. But we won't be able to retain good coaches if we don't have good NIL infrastructure. I, that that is that is not intended to be a you know a fear tactic. That is one hundred percent the truth. Coaches these days are going to value NIL infrastructure as much as they are support staff, recruiting staff, graphic designers, etc. They they don't want to be up at night thinking about do we have enough NIL money to keep a roster intact or to win on a key you know to win on a key guy. Um, and so I, I mean that completely. If, if, if you're looking for a way to support these coaches, you can also do that through NIL. And I, and if coach Tanger, coach Kleiman were on here right now, I know that they would stand behind that comment wholeheartedly. So just something to keep in mind, you know, I know some people look at NIL and they say, well, that's not really supporting the coaches or these programs that I've supported for so long. It really is. Um, and so I would just encourage people to keep that in mind. It's a it's an interesting point. It's a great point. You know, I think about obviously it's a big deal to Jerome Tang as well. I mean, he approached you guys about the Wildcat NIL golf tournament that Colbert Hills when we went out and did the live shows. You guys did that awesome setup and did that. We knew it was important to him and the coaching staff makes life a lot easier for him. I could just give you an example from somewhere else in the country, Curry. Mick Cronin, UCLA men's basketball coach, he has been bickering about the lack of support at NIL at UCLA, a school like that with all the money. And, and he is frustrated. And I would not be surprised if, if UCLA loses Mick Cronin, you know, a guy that took him to the national championship, the final four, you know, just two or three years ago. So, um, you know, that's just an example of, you know, coaches getting frustrated. They don't have the NIL infrastructure in place because it alleviates a lot of the stresses that they don't want to have to necessarily worry and deal, deal with. Yeah. And, and just to underscore, you know, could the, how much, Coach Tang values NIL. You know, obviously we're filming this on Wednesday night, December 20th, and basketball plays tomorrow night in Kansas City. The basketball team is in Kansas City. They had shoot around this evening. Coach Tang, Coach Dowling, Coach Malagy, and Coach Carpenter all left shoot around right when it finished, and they drove to the plaza to an NIL event that we were hosting um, at Pulsinelli Law Firm down on the plaza, and, and they drove straight there to be with that crowd of people that crowd of K-State fans to stress the importance of NIL. Um, and so this is something that despite how important you know the, their schedules are during the season, they're still committing time and energy to NIL. And so if that doesn't explain how important it is, I don't know what will. I also believe Curry, and, and don't hold me to this, but I believe Coach Tang and staff met with some NIL folks back uh, before the Big 12 tournament last year in Kansas City and uh, went out just the night before they played TCU in the Big 12 tournament to talk about it to, to some key folks. So it is clearly of the utmost importance. And, you know, we talk about you wanting to keep good coaches like Chris Kleiman, Jerome Tang, Jeff Mitty, and others, Coach Mansfield, the volleyball team, et cetera. You know, support Wildcat NIL. Go to catsnil.com. Check it out. Check out the membership program. Support the businesses that are partnering with Wildcat NIL. So many cool things. And I'm just telling you, I don't know how Curry and the guys get it done. Like between their day jobs and this, you guys are so incredibly busy and I don't help things when I'm texting you 50,000 times a day. So uh, anyways, hey, uh, speaking of supporting others as well, we uh, we got to tell you about our friends at Home Field Apparel. As always, get on out to homefieldapparel.com. Supporters of 3Moss, supporters of KCSN. Uh, check them out. Over 40 K-State items on their website at Home Field Apparel. Dot com. You can score 15% off with the discount code 3MAW23 when you go to check out. 
perfect gear if you're uh, looking for last minute Christmas idea or just you know looking to stock up for the rest of basketball season, upcoming football season next year. Get your stuff for the bowl game, etc. Retro logos, retro gear. They've got it all at homefieldapparel.com. Discount code 3MALL23. Go support them as well. We appreciate Homefield Apparel. We'll be back from break Thanks here with Curry and talking a little bit more K-State football. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. All right, Curry. So Pop Tarts Bowl. We're uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, December twentieth. We're eight days out. Um, you know, when the time this releases, we'll probably be four or five days out from kickoff of that game. But I, you know, not specific to the opponent of North Carolina State. Just to tee things up, what what are you most looking forward to and seeing in this bowl game? A, a lot of things, honestly. I think you know, people. I think people have some people are are show a little disfavor with the current the current state of the bull system just because of the opt-outs and transfers and things of that nature. I, I tend to look at it, you know, from, from the other side. I, I think that the fact that you get to basically let your, let your young guys audition for the next year, I think that makes this more exciting than it otherwise might be. So I'm excited to see some of our young guys. I'm excited to see Avery in his first start. I think everybody is really looking forward to that. I'm excited to see some other young guys step up and be featured, you know, maybe some Trey Spivey, Garrett Oakley in a more prominent role. Uh, Jace Brown, obviously. I think Joe Jackson is going to get some more run next, you know, next week. So, so, and then some other key guys on defense as well. So, really excited about the youth movement that we're going to see in 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 a couple in, in a week or so. Um, I think you know traditionally you go through this bowl game, your seniors depart, your transfers depart, and then you have to wait till uh, you know till April tell spring practice or a spring game, whatever it might be, to have any idea what the team is looking like. This gives you an early preview of what next year could look like, obviously with some more additions to come. So excited about that. Excited to see Connor Riley in this role. Obviously, we know he's auditioning for the full-time OC position, so excited to see what kind of offense he puts on the field. Uh, and then ultimately just excited to see, you know, what, just excited to see how we compete, you know, given that we've lost starting quarterback, you know, starting tight end, 
um, you know, backup running back, uh, starting safety. I mean, we've lost some, you know, we lost some key guys starting defensive end. And so it, it, I'm excited to see some guys step up and, and take advantage of an opportunity. This probably sounds weird, Curry. I was, I was talking to somebody earlier today, actually, about this. And uh, I think I told him, I might be a little bit more excited about this bowl game than I even was watching the Sugar Bowl. Now, the Sugar Bowl was a really cool opportunity because you're playing Alabama and it's a New Year's Six Bowl. Right. And I was excited about it, but I am even more excited because of the opportunity to watch so many young guys and with their futures in this game. You know, you, it, sure, you you want to win the game. I mean, we all want to feel great going out. You want to play well, but... I really want to see some of these young guys flash. And that that's what I'm excited. It's not just Avery Johnson, like you said. It's Joe Jackson, who they're going to have to rely on heavily in the running back room next year as the number two guy probably behind DJ, DJ Giddens unless somebody new pops in the portal and they, and they take another running back. You know, we haven't seen much of Joe Jackson. He's been banged up some this year, true freshman. Trey Spivey, we know they love him. Look, we've already seen enough of Jace Brown. We can tell he's going to be a really good player. Garrett Oakley. Etc. But then also on the defensive side of the football, you know, a Jordan Allen, a Chidi Obiizor, seeing a few more snaps for guys like that. Maybe a Kanigel Thomas at corner as uh, Will Lee opted out or, or transferred to Texas A&M. You know, so just all of those different guys, like the opportunity to see them is really exciting for me. And it's, it's going to be, you know, specific to the opponent. I'm eager to see them because they're playing a really good defense. You know, we look at like this offensive star power, and it's great that you have your whole offensive line back, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute too. But, you know, just a, a new offensive coordinator and Connor Riley calling plays against a top 20 defense, really a top 15 defense each of the last three years in college football, a Dave Doran coach defense. They're traditionally good year in and year out. I'm eager to see how Avery Johnson and this offense does against a, a good defensive mind and a good defensive unit in North Carolina State. Absolutely. Um, and, and a, you know, a team that we've not matched up with before, at least not in recent memory, um, a, a good football team, a team that's ranked in the top 20. I mean, there's a lot of exciting things about this matchup. And you're right, their defense has been incredibly strong this year. Now, obviously, they'll be without Peyton Wilson. Um, they've, they've got a couple key guys who won't be playing in this game as well. But you're right, this is a really exciting matchup. I think it's a I think it's a pretty even matchup across the board. And so it'll be interesting to see how things have how, how things have developed since the last games of the year. And I think that's one of the exciting things about bowl season. You can throw basically everything that, especially in, in the portal era, but you can throw everything out the window as as to what's happened this season. And and you know you you, you don't have no idea what to expect when that game starts next week. Um, and, and and so I just hope that the, that the cats are ready and that the young guys are ready and that they take advantage of a really good opportunity. We just talked about so many of these skill guys potentially getting an opportunity to play more in this bowl game. But what what do you make of having the entire offensive line not opting out? You know, KT, Cooper, you know, BB, they're all staying in. They're going to play in this bowl game. What's the significance of that? And do you like that? Obviously, like we just talked about the excitement of seeing some of these younger guys play. But you do have Avery Johnson making his, his really his first true start against a really good defense in North Carolina State. Just how important is it to have that that starting five that's been up front all year together, cohesive, cohesive unit, in this bowl game to at least take some of the pressure off of Avery? Yeah, I, I think it's huge, and I, I think it's uh, you know I'm I'm just you know stoked for them to uh, you know to to have that last run together. I know they've I know it's been a special unit, and they've all meant a lot to each other and to the program. So I'm excited that they decided to do this last game together, um, and, and and I think it's. 
obviously huge for Avery for him to be back there in his first game with the new play caller to have that solid front up in front of him is going to provide him with a lot of a lot of in insurance or assurances um and, and you know at the same time I do hope that they throw some of the the young guys in there I hope we I hope we get to see a John Pastore and I hope we get to see an Andrew line gang you know maybe just to, to give a little give him a little bit of game action with Avery back there and start to build that camaraderie for next year but I don't think you can understate how important it is that they were that we're having that entire unit back for this bowl game. Yeah, I I, I would completely agree with you. I, I think I'd mentioned to John and DY a while back. I'd like to see John Pastore get a few snaps in this game. Nothing due to injury. Just rotate him in Andrew Langang and others because they're going to be so reliant on those guys looking ahead to the 2024 season and want to see what the, those guys can give you, um, especially so. Uh, I, I guess while we're on the topic of the bowl game, I mean, it, we'll get to the transfer stuff and, and signing day today here in just a minute. But do you have a, a prediction uh, on the uh, the bowl, Curry? I know, I know things are hard to predict. I, I think K-State, uh, just to give you some context, K-State is still favored by two, two and a half points in this game. It, it's so hard because, you know, Peyton Wilson's in all likelihood opting out, like you said, the Chuck Bednarik Award winner for National Defensive Player of the Year in college football, really talented linebacker for NC State, probably not going to play in this bowl game. K-State's had several guys that have opted out, and bowls are just so unpredictable. Um, but uh, I'm curious what uh, what maybe uh, you have for a prediction in this one. Yeah, I, I think the Cats win by a touchdown, and I've felt that since, since the matchup was announced, and obviously a lot has changed, but I, I feel good about it. You know, I think... I. I, I think Avery is going to take, you know, he's going to take advantage of the moment. I think he's going to seize the opportunity. And, and, and beyond beyond the loss of Will Howard and maybe Ben Sennett, I don't think we've lost a ton. I don't think there's going to be a lot of drop-off from one guy to the next. Um, and so I think we this is a, we're going to have a strong football team out there next week. Uh, so I, I, you know, I think we were, we opened at seven and a half point favorites and obviously the line shrunk as, as, you know, Senate opted out, Ward left, Howard left, all the, you know, we had some key guys leave, but I feel really good about it. And I think the Cats win by seven to 10 points. What would you like to see for a game plan for Avery Johnson in this game? Uh, more of a drop back passing game? You know, not necessarily drop back passing, but but first and foremost, do not make Avery Johnson a, a Colin Klein type quarterback. He's not a Colin Klein type quarterback. For one, he's about 40 pounds lighter, 50 pounds lighter. And he's got he he's an he's an absolute you know he's got a, a a very very good ability to throw the football so I think yeah absolutely let him drop back and throw the football around the yard you know let him build some camaraderie with the guy all those guys he's gonna have coming back next year sprint them out you know roll them out whether it's in bootleg or, or or just straight straight rollouts I think get them on the move let him throw on the move where there's an option to run um, but I would avoid QB power you know this is a guy that that. You're trying to build the future around, and I think it's it's been well reported that Avery doesn't want to be a battering ram. He doesn't want to be the next the next in the line of K State quarterbacks with shoulder and knee injuries. So let him throw the football because he's very talented and he can get the job done in the air. And let let DJ Giddens and Joe Jackson and some of these workhorses let them carry the load in terms of you know in terms of running the rock. But I'm excited to see Avery throw the ball. I hope he throws the ball 35 times and really shows off what he can do with his arm. Because I think just because of how we used him this year, I think a lot of people just put him in the same mold as a Daniel Sams or an L Roberson, more of a, more of an option quarterback, a running quarterback, but, but he's not, I mean, he is a true, true dual threat. And I hope they let him showcase his arm. Yeah. That's, I think that's what we've all wanted to see all year is give him an opportunity 
um, you know, take the training wheels off, so to speak, let him cut it loose because we know he's such an incredibly mature guy for his age. Uh, I, I think he's ready to go, especially after all this time in the program, this, these bowl practices and everything. I can't wait to see him. And, uh, man, Curry, what a, uh, what a tumultuous few weeks we went through. Um, you know, I, I just remember John and I were, uh, you know, you talked about Connor Riley at offensive coordinator for this bowl game and in all likelihood, probably the favorite to be the permanent OC. John and I were driving to the Villanova game, pulling into the parking lot for men's basketball on December 5th. I think it was the fifth. And I just remember John saying, did you see this? Colin Klein got offered the OC job. I wasn't worried at all. And then I got a text from you like within five minutes. It's like, I think we're worried about this one. And then John got a text from somebody else that we're pretty worried about it. And the A&M job, the roller coaster of emotions, you know, I, I think that the, the the sheer panic was, all right, Colin's gone. Avery very well may could be gone. I mean, just the, the simple fact that it seems to be that they've kept Avery in the fold. Maybe just touch on the significance of that and maybe the doomsday scenarios we were going through in our head that night and that that 24 hours. The significance of keeping Avery at the very least and how you feel about the program moving forward just with at least having him at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's massive. I mean, he's probably the single most important recruit we've ever had in school history, and 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 they they're clearly building the the future of the program around him. And so, obviously, him staying put was a massive weight off everybody's shoulders. Losing Colin Klein is a big loss. He's a he, you know he's he's been vital to the, you know this program for so long. But I I think that it that losing Avery Johnson would have been a bigger bigger loss. And so to keep Avery, I think speaks to a where the program is really at. Or in really good shape still. I think these guys still very much believe in Coach Kleiman and his program and his culture. And I think Avery is a smart kid. Um, he's not, he's a very grounded kid, a very mature kid. I think he understands that, okay, Colin Klein left and sure, I had a great relationship there and he recruited me. But guys, I, this, this whole thing is setting up for me to, you know, to, to really take advantage of it and be the guy here. Um, and, and he saw that and he knew that, that rather than taking a chance somewhere else, Let's just stay where we're at and, and stay where we know we've got a great opportunity. So I think Avery's excited about it. I know his family's excited about it. Um, and I, I think he's he's going to be a perfect face of the program type of kid for years to come. And I'm just really excited to see how he develops. I think we all needed that jolt of good news when he released the rebranding of his number to number two in K-State football, pushed that out. And for everything we went through with the Naquan Tomlin situation, men's basketball, the drama there, Colin Klein leaving, it was a... Uh, it was a rough few days, as Curry is well aware, as the meltdown texts were coming through heavy to his phone from from people like me. So, uh, yeah, uh, I was I, I never even I never even told you guys until after the fact. But I was Wednesday, December sixth was my wife's induction day, and so we are sitting we're sitting in the hospital, and I, and we start getting panic calls about basketball at the same time that Colin Klein is 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 leaving us for Texas A and M, and so. So my 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 son will forever be tied to one of the one of I don't know if you say one of the worst days, but one of the one of the most disappointing or frustrating days in, in the history of K-State. Um, and, and 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 I and so going through the process process of having a child while also dealing with the frustration of losing CK and and the, you know, all the stuff surrounding Naquan Tomlin. So, yeah, crazy uh, stuff. We, we we felt very awful about that after Curry told us like three days later, 
oh yeah, my son was born on Wednesday. The day that we probably texted him 5,000 times. <laughs> yeah. And, it, uh... hey, it was, it was, uh, it, it was, it was, it was my, it was my way to, to blow off some nerves. So it was, uh, uh I don't know whether it was good or bad, but it was, uh, it was all right. Uh, I felt, I felt pretty bad about that, but, uh, we got through it and, uh, Hey, we just went through signing day as well. Kansas state signed 15 guys in this recruiting class. They've addressed some key holes, a couple Juco players. They brought in a few transfers as well over the last couple of weeks where, where maybe would you like to foresee them attack the heaviest now moving forward? They've still got several scholarship spots they can fill. Is there a position um, that you would like to see them attack the hardest moving forward for next year's team? Yeah, I think I think you have. I think receiver is key. I think first and foremost. I mean, I think you know you got Jaden Keegan and Jace coming back with with Trey and some other guys in the winning in the wings, but I think you have to go get another experienced guy or two, some proven guys just to give Avery some different options and to build some de- some depth. I think receiver is one. I think defensive tackle is a big one. Obviously we signed Malcolm um and then we've you know we we obviously are moving around with you know we got we got Brendan Mott back and and we've got Jevin Banks maybe sliding to the outside. So we're going to be able to mix and match some pieces up front. Uso announced today that he's coming back. So we've got some key pieces up front, but I think you need one more depth guy at that defensive tackle spot to go with Uso and Damian and and Asher um, again, just need, need some additional depth there. As we saw this season, that that's, that's a key spot in our defense. And if a couple guys go down, it, it can get thin quick. Um, I think, I think we need cornerback. I think we need to go get a, an experienced guy or two, you know, obviously we've got Keenan and, and Jacob coming back, but beyond that, there's not a lot of experience. So I think you need to, you know, justice James played a little bit this year, but we got, we got some inexperienced guys that we're going to have to rely on. So we'd like to see a little bit of added depth there. Maybe another guy at safety, but after the, the after the additions the last two days of, of Jordan Riley and Dante Thomas, we may be okay. And then the other one I would say, and you mentioned it earlier, is just running back. Um, I don't think we need a lot there, but I think we could use one more experienced guy because we're as it stands right now, we're going into next year with DJ and then with three freshmen and Devin Rice, John Price, and Joe Jackson. And so I think we need a you know we need an experienced guy there for no other reason than to bring depth and experience. It kind of reminds me of at the running back position when Deuce was a, a junior, in case they won the Big 12 title, DJ was a redshirt freshman, uh, had a really good year, um, obviously ran for around 550 yards, but that is not an ideal scenario. I mean, I would much rather have three capable veteran running backs. You don't want to have to rely you know, on a true freshman because right now, as they stand, if they were to play a third running back, it would in all likelihood be a true freshman um, next season uh, between J.B. Price and Devon Rice out of Bishop Gorman, who, by the way, is a guy that I love uh, watching his film. They need home run hitters, and he is a guy that brings that level of explosiveness to this program. So we'll see if he can be a guy that could play next year. I completely agree. Uh, you know this. I think they need a couple proven veteran wide receivers to come into the fold. They don't have to be stars. I mean, it would be it would be great if they could get you know one really, really good one and then a depth piece as well out of the transfer portal to go along with Keegan. Hopefully Keegan can be healthy. Jace builds on the year he had this year and Trey Spivey, Jaden Jackson back. I think they can be okay there, but they have to get more weapons for Avery Johnson and supply him with everything that he needs because that's such an important piece. And, you know, maybe the bowl game, Curry is a, you know, if Avery Johnson goes and balls out, maybe that's something that draws the attention of some dudes that are still out there in the portal that are wide receivers. And they're like, I tell you what, I, I want to go play in this system. I want to play with this dude at quarterback. Yeah. And I and 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 I 
absolutely. And I think the same could be said for Connor Riley. I think there's probably some guys waiting out there to see what this offense looks like before they commit. Um, you know, as a receiver, obviously you're looking, you know, you're you're looking for an opportunity to go catch balls and 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 I'm sure guys are wanting to see, okay, what kind of offensive coordinator is the offensive line coach gonna be before I, you know, before I throw my hat in this ring. But but absolutely I think once guys, especially receivers, once they see what kind of dynamic dynamic passer of the ball that Avery is, it's going to help our recruiting immensely. I mean, you're going to have guys that are just itching to play with Avery Johnson because of his skill set. Um, we've seen that, we've heard that some, but so far I don't know that it's that it's made a huge difference in recruiting. But I think it will after next after after the 28. It's going to be an exciting couple of weeks. That transfer portal window will reopen up. I think the dead period ends on January 11th, so we're going through around a three-week dead period now where guys can't take official visits. Uh, we get through the bowl games, and then there is an opening before you know the spring semester starts where you can get some more guys in on visits, and in all likelihood, there's still going to be guys available that are very talented um, that could maybe take visits in that first cu- couple weekends of when that window reopens of recruiting. So eager to see that unfold. Hopefully Avery Johnson, this offense, balls out in the bowl game. Did want to ask you real quick, though, Curry, on the defensive side of the football, the defensive line was such a big point of emphasis. You mentioned adding a a nose tackle potentially in that three-man front would be important to do, and I completely agree. I think they could use a little more depth there. But as I do look at that defensive line, I, in my opinion, I feel like looking at that 3-3-5 front, that this defensive line is better suited with who they brought in and who redshirted this year with Jordan Allen, Cheedy, and then Travis Bates from Austin P, 6'3", 265, Malcolm Aljones Crowder coming in, Alcorn Crowder coming in at 6'6", 295, that can play a little D-tackle if you need in a pinch, but play D-end, more prototypical size. Brendan Mott's going to try to put on 10 to 15 pounds, get to around 255. It feels to me, and let me know if you disagree, that this could be an improved defensive line and, and maybe more prototypical of what you want in that three-man front. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I think you're not going to have the, the true speed rusher. Um, at least, I mean, Brendan Mott is probably your best true rusher at this point. But um, it, and I think Jordan Allen can be that as well. But but absolutely, for the defense we're trying to play, we have in just a, a month that that room is transformed. I mean, you went from having three or four undersized guys playing at the end spot on every snap to now Brendan Mott is probably going to be your smallest guy. And you're going to go from, you know, so you're going to go from a bunch of 6'3", 245, 6'3", you know, 230 to 250, you know, 250 type guys to, you know, being able to play an Alcorn Crowder at 300 pounds on one of the ends. A Chidi who will probably weigh 270, 275 next year on one of the ends. You know, Travis Bates, you mentioned, he'll probably be 270, 275 next year. Jevin Banks out there, probably 275, 280. You're going to have some real mass out there. And with Uso and, and Damian and some of these guys in the middle, that's gonna be that's gonna be the kind of front that you have to have in a in a in a in a you know perfectly functioning three three five. And as we saw this year, we have some really good blitzing linebackers with Austin Moore and Des Purnell and Jake Clifton. We have some guys who who are great blitzers, and that's that's the best that is the that is the perfect way for a three three five to function is for the three guys up front to just eat blocks and then to blitz guys, you know blitz guys from the second level and so I think you'll see it make a huge difference in terms of how we defend the run and how we get after the quarterback even though we may not have guys just winning on the edge yeah the pass rush may not be as elite uh, not that I mean they've struggled some with the pass rush this year especially the back half of the season but I think the run defense will be improved because of that mass and I think you're going to free up those linebackers like you said 
with that mass and size and physicality to run around and make plays. And they've got some dudes at linebacker. I mean, the significance of Austin Moore returning, uh, which he announced on Three Mall Live uh, last week that you helped set up Curry along with Brendan Mott, which was we're grateful for. And that was an awesome deal on Friday to put that good news out there. Des Purnell back, Jake Clifton hopefully healthy and recovered from the the knee injury that he had uh, a few weeks ago. Asa Newsom, hopefully he'll be recovered given that injury happened so early in the season. We know he's a star waiting to be at you know to shine through. Uh, I like the dudes. They got a linebacker, Romaine, et cetera. Yeah. So, and why? I mean, Terry Kirksey's waiting in the weeds. Yeah. Uh, got some young, you know, good young guys in this year's class. I think, I think that is the it's the best room on the team right now. The best and deepest room on the team right now. Um, and, and as we saw this year, when we're playing three linebackers on every snap, we have to have good depth, and we will have really, really good depth next year. And so we excited, saw excited about that room. I was gonna say, and we saw the need to have good depth. Just for yep. example, this year, because of unfortunate injuries to Daniel Green, Jay Clifton, and the Asa Newsome, three guys that were in your rotation playing. Yep. Hey, we will talk more about the 2024 season and look ahead after the bowl game against NC State. Curry and I will do one more show, probably, and then we'll take uh, we'll take a few months off and, uh, you know, Curry can rest up, you know, spend some time with the newborn, and uh, hopefully we'll buy him a little Better raise some NIL money. Raise, raise some NIL money. Please go to catsnil.com. If you have questions, reach out to Curry, Pearson, et cetera. Look, we're going to be doing a basketball version of this show with Pearson McAtee. We're going to start that. Actually, uh, I need to text Pearson as a reminder that we're going to start that probably the uh, first week of January heading into Big 12 play. So we're going to do a basketball version of Three Mall Bonus with Pearson, who's part of Wildcat NIL, former K-State men's basketball player as well. Uh, just please, please go check them out. The, these guys are doing such incredible work, working so hard, and it's so incredibly important to these coaching staffs and to, to Kansas State. Um, I, I just encourage everybody to do everything you can to support them. Every dollar does indeed matter. Um, I know there's a perception that I can only give $10 a month. How is that? Is that really going to matter? If enough people do it, if enough of you do it, it will matter. It will be important, and it could play a part in K-State retaining a player that helps them win a Big 12 championship. So... Please go check them out, catsnil.com. Check them out on Twitter, at WildcatNIL. Check out all the great things they're doing. Uh, reach out to any of us if you have questions. We'll get in touch with the right people. So appreciate you, Curry. We'll talk after yeah. the bowl game, and uh, we'll look ahead and recap that and uh, look ahead to the 2024 season a little more in-depth based off what we saw in the Pop-Tarts Bowl against North Carolina State. Appreciate all of you for listening to uh, the Three Maw Bonus this year. And... Uh, Look for a K-State victory, hopefully, in the bowl game. And we're here to talk some good news here in about 10 days. Appreciate you all. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, 
you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.